Never forced, never coursed. Open discussions about things in life that matter to you most. From tech to TV, movies, and gaming, and everything in between. Visit voluntaryinput.com to subscribe, contact us, and find out how you can support the show. Catch new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And be sure to join us every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern and Saturday night at 11 p.m. GMT for Weekend Chill, exclusively on Mixcloud. What's up, everybody? The world of crypto is absolutely insane. And you guys know that I try to wrap my head around it and I often can't. I try, though. But guess who I tracked down and managed to pull him off of his yacht cruising the Mediterranean? Adam Partial. What's up, man? <laughs> How's it going? If only, if only that were true, man. Cru- if only that were true. Cruising around on them crypto riches. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I try to, I try to understand it the best I can too, but some, you know, I, I think that there's some complexities that would take a lot more. But I think that there's some things I've wrapped my head around decently. You understand far Maybe. more than I do, and often I'll send you messages, and you know, we we chat back and forth, <laughs> or you'll send me something. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> hey hopefully we can stay on uh fully tonight hopefully nothing goes wrong because apparently amazon aws had a huge outage today um yeah it affected a lot of things for me it was funny because they were talking about how it actually affected the delivery drivers but uh Uh Well, people got to remember, you know, you get those those little updates talking about, hey, they're right up the street. You know, a lot of that runs through AWS. Um, I didn't even. The thing is, because when I'm working, what the things I work with, all of our servers and everything are all in-house. So it's like I don't know anything until usually later I get home and it's all over the news and they're talking about that Amazon's been down pretty much all day. But I guess they got it all back up. They're saying it's not a cyber attack. It's just one of them things is basically all Amazon said. Hey man, it's just one of them. Explains uh explains why I couldn't log into my ring earlier. I thought that I was having internet issues because I saw somebody was at the front door. And I was like, oh shoot, I better see if it's like somebody even delivering a package or something. And I couldn't log into Ring. So I guess that explains why. Yeah, Alexa, Ring, and Disney Plus and deliveries. Um, yeah, see, I have Google Nest and I don't think it even touches AWS. So I never, so again, yeah, didn't even notice until I got home. Now, one thing I did notice, cause there's a, um, I was working on a project for somebody and I was editing for them some video and stuff and it's all cloud-based. And as a, I started on it like four hours ago and it's still saying rendering <laughs> and it usually takes it like 10 minutes, but whatever. And even this streaming platform that we're using, uh, StreamYard, they had a banner when I first logged in saying, hey, AWS is down today. <laughs> we're looking into it, hopefully. <laughs> so hopefully we don't fall off. <laughs> oh, man, that, that could cause some major issues with these, you know, these cloud-based platforms, man. Like, especially with so many people that, pro- I mean, what is it? I'm sure it's Azure and AWS are what commands everything, right? Yeah. So, so like, if if both of those go down, the whole internet's probably down. <laughs> Man, 
So yeah, it looks like it started at 11 a.m., but that's Pacific time. So I think they pretty much have it resolved. The last mm-hmm. I heard, that was like six, you know, in the six o'clock news, they're like, okay, we think we pretty much got it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Because, uh, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there just in case we suddenly disappear. It wasn't because I... We wouldn't be talking right now. It, would be, yeah, it wouldn't be because I did something stupid, which could happen too. So, so man, it is freezing outside. Oh, man, yeah. It's, it's cold. I went to... I was out a little bit earlier, and uh, I had... I even had, like, a, a two shirts on and a, a jacket, which it's not a... The jacket I had on wasn't a full like winter jacket anyways, but I was still like, man, I need to hurry up and get to my car. Mm. And I had to walk in a parking garage and I'm like, man, I got to run, run up and down these stairs to get to my car because <laughs> it's freezing. There's no elevator. There was an elevator, but I, I just don't. It takes I, too long. I think, yeah, it was an outdoor one too. So it's like, man, this elevator looks nasty. So I'm not even going to worry about, I'm just going to hit the door with my elbow and Right. And run downstairs and not even sit inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you meant like uh like uh uh COVID nasty, like dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm very it was at it was at a hospital too. So uh, okay. I'm very like I wear two masks in the hospital at all times and even if I'm like touching anything, I'm like, Oh man, I I'm gonna use some uh I know COVID's not like surface based or whatever, but I'm still like I'm still very freakish and cautious about it. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. Luckily, I've heard they were saying the uh, the new one. What is it? The Meg- Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> yeah. There's they uh, they said they don't think it's actually as bad as they thought it was. They they said they don't think it's as bad as the Delta. So. Yeah, I, I read that they said it it, had, it shares more characteristics with the common cold or something. But I think it seems like it's way too early for them to start. I don't know. They just like. This thing just came about like a week ago. Well, apparently all the people that have gotten it, because it's spreading pretty fast, they're seeing that it's not really affecting them as bad as mm-hmm. they thought. Because I guess with Delta, yeah. when people were getting it, it was like, bam. So, yeah. thank God for that. All right. I get my booster tomorrow. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, I found a place that it doesn't take two weeks to get to. So Good, good. I'm getting my booster tomorrow. I'm Hey, every little bit, every little bit. That's all I yeah. say, you know. I think we've talked that to death, too. Every little bit. I, I don't, you know, people fight about it. I'm like, I honestly don't care what you do. <laughs> I'm not messing with it. I'm, I'm not, not messing, messing with it, with and I don't <laughs> care what everybody else does or says. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's go ahead and dive right into some crypto. Now, first there was this. What was up with this big sell-off that happened the other day everything was crashing yeah so this it's called it's called fud so if you ever hear someone use the term fud it stands for fear unknown and doubt so basically it can be anything man last week it was omicron Mm -hmm. so people heard of omicron and people started selling off their assets and that's what happens when you've got people that hold big positions or you know a lot of people get scared that something's going to affect the global markets. What they'll do is, and this can be, this can even be triggered by the stock market. Mm-hmm. So like if, if there's any, anything that causes fear or, you know, doubt that markets could crash, 
there will be, you know, you got people that are just going to sell and take profits on the positions that they have. Right. Um, you know, and that that's 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 mostly for people who, in, you know, have own crypto assets due to retail, you know, um, hold retail positions in crypto. So, you know, uh, there was there was an event that happened last month that caused the same thing. And usually what happens is, is after these events, a couple days later, after people see that what was in the news isn't such a big deal, people come back and start buying more positions, especially if the, the price drops. They're like, oh, man, I'm going to buy this because this is actually you can buy it at a discount right now. Mm -hmm. So people buy their positions. And then next thing you know, the the crypto markets back up to this back up to where it was before now. Yeah, they call that month, buying yeah. the dip, right? Because I saw where I, yeah, yeah they, I saw where El Salvador because since they're using Bitcoin as legal tender, they were talking about how they bought the dip. <laughs> they bought, yeah. They, I saw, I saw that too. Yeah, they. Uh, so last month it was there's a company, a um, a real estate company in China called Evergrande, and this was a big thing in the news actually because the mm. stock market actually took a hit with this. But they're about to default on like three hundred billion dollar i can't remember the number it's, it's some ridiculous number but they're about the default so like probably you're going to see this happen again within the coming weeks when they do default and it's not just going to be the crypto market it's going to be the stock market too but wait a minute how is china going to default when uh, all these politicians keep telling me that uh, china owns all the money in the world <laughs> hmm well, so, so, so here's, here's the, here's the, I think China's been propping them up actually. Of course. Because they've actually been bailed out a couple of times, but Evergrande is actually a private company in China. And right. so there, this is, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about it or if any of the listeners have heard about it, but this actually has um, similarities to the housing crisis in 2008 here. The bubble. They're, yep. <laughs> They're a, they're, they're a real estate company, and basically, from what I understand, and this is based off a of limited knowledge that I've read up on it, but basically what's happening is, is they've given out a bunch of loans that they, can't, they can no longer collect money on. So I think that they, they, were giving out, they were giving out loans they shouldn't have been given out in the first place. Like subprime and lending. Now, yep. Just like the bubble, yeah. Kind of, like like what we, we talked about it on a previous episode. Like, um, but it, it sounds to me, it looks very, very similar. And I mean, we're days or months away from seeing them basically fold, potentially fold up or default, like on a ridiculous amount of money. So, but that, I mean, that's, it can be just things like that. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with this. It's just like the stock market, you know, mm -hmm. you got something that pops up that scares investors or people are going to take cash out their positions while it's high and well even this this forbes article says it was just because this investor said something uh lewis yeah, it, navalier he said that uh um widely expected federal reserve tapering could burst the bitcoin and crypto bubble what's that yep. what's but hey, what's tapering that's a good question well, let's see if so. I, I know. <laughs> I know the one big thing that everybody's scared of is regulation, and you know, regulation can be a good or a bad thing. 
I think I think regulation would help people to accept crypto, but also I think that the government is trying to dip their hands in it, wants to dip their hands in this a little a little far. And there's a lot of people that aren't very happy about it because they're so I I trade I trade a lot of crypto and I, I've done I've done a lot more buying than I have selling. But there mm-hmm. has been a couple times where I've cashed out on positions that I have. And I mean, one thing that you got to think about is if you have a large position in something that you're going to have to pay a capital gain on that. Yeah. And the government right now, if you if you cash out on a large position of crypto, you're going to pay a 25 to 30 percent capital gains tax on that. So, I mean, that's I think that's one other thing. And, you know, the government's looking to throw their hands in some of that stuff more. And they've they've even enacted laws that basically says, you know, if you trade over ten thousand dollars worth of crypto in a year, if you don't report it, it's a felony. So they're they're regulating it in ways such as that. So if like you buy or sell more than ten thousand dollars, if you don't report that, they can consider that a felony. Well, there's two sides of that though. Yeah. I mean, cause technically you're making money, yeah. right? Uh, you have to pay it's, it's, taxes on investments like quote unquote regular stocks. So it is, it is considered li- liquidity. So yeah. I think that's there. There's two ways that you can use crypto. You can look at it from an investor standpoint, which if you look at it from an investor standpoint, yes, you are going to get taxed. If you, if you cash out on your position, the other position you can take is, is I'm going to buy all this stuff and I'm just going to hold it until all this stuff is actually going to be accepted, which could be who knows when, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And as long as you hold it as a crypto asset and don't sell it as a re- as a retail investor asset, you're not going to get taxed on it. Right. Um, I mean, the most of the, like I said, most of the positions that I've held have been I'm buying this and I am not touching it. It stays, it stays where it is. And there's, there's also other things that you could do. Like you can convert. So if you're on like a decentralized exchange, Mm -hmm. you can convert that crypto to another, to another token if you want to, and you don't have to face tax repercussions on that because technically you're not cashing out your, your crypto asset for money. You're, cash you're basically exchanging it for another right cryptocurrency so yeah i mean there's if if, i think it just depends on what the crowd is catered to you know and i think a lot of the government wanting to step into is um kind of a lot of fear too i think they're afraid of. i think it is yeah where where it's it's gonna go yeah decentralized currency that's gotta freak them out I think it does. Um, and I also think it's good too, though. Oh, um, yeah. I, th- I think that there's, there's two different sides to, there's two different sides to the story. I think, it, I think it's legit to fear it and I think it's legit to embrace it, you know? Um, and you know, the, the government that another thing is, is you've got, and we've seen this with other tech stuff, man, you've got politicians who are standing up talking about stuff that they do not understand whatsoever. <laughs> like they, they do so if these politicians don't understand the internet, there is absolutely no way in hell 
that they are ever going to understand. <laughs> and, and and that's why I'm like, that's why I try not to, I, I hope no one takes it as I'm trying to take a position that I'm some sort of expert because I will be the first to tell you that I'm not. I do these kinds yeah, of shows. Yeah. We do these shows just to try to talk through it and try to understand it. You know, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I, I'm not a crypto expert by any stretch of the imagination. So if anybody thinks that, uh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if I misled you. <laughs> but, uh, and I, I think this is another thing that confuses people too is, so I was, you know, if you look it up, I found that, uh, so this talks about 10 cryptocurrencies other than Bitcoin that are important to look mm -hmm. at. Uh, yeah. This article goes on to talk about that there are over 10,000 different cryptos in circulation as of November 1st of 2021. So for a lot of people, it's like, wait, what? Myself included, I'm like 10,000? How is anyone supposed to know what, you know, what are you supposed to do here? So it, it requires, so I wouldn't, if before, if I was going to steer someone towards purchasing crypto, I would probably recommend that they do some research beforehand because, you know, I see, you see it in the news all the time. People buy these cr cryptocurrencies that aren't legitimate and then they get scammed. Mm. It's just, the, it's just, it's human nature. If, if you don't, it's like, it's kind of almost like I've seen so many stories on the news where these fake websites are being created that look like GameStop. Mm. And people are selling PS5s and Xboxes, but they're not requiring credit card information. They're like, send the money to this Zelle account. Oh, I and, saw. And, you know, yeah, I saw a, yeah. a local lady. This happened to her. Yep. Yep. I, I, I heard it on the news. I mean, it's you can get scammed with this just like you can get scammed with anything else. You just have to be smart about it and you have to do your research and you have to understand what it is that you're actually buying. Like, um you know, you can, you could easily go to a website and start in research a crypto or get on, you know, a webpage and say, well, what is this cryptocurrency? Who founded it? What does it actually do? So one of the big things that you must look for as an, as an, an investor, or if, you know, you want to purchase crypto because you want to hold it as potentially being an asset, potentially an asset one day. The first thing that you should always look for is each of these companies when they develop their network and their company goal and what it is that they're actually going to do, they will publish what's referred to as a white paper. Mm -hmm. And that white paper basically explains, you know, what their, what their goal is with the currency, what the currency does. Um, because most of, most of these cryptocurrencies aren't nowadays, you know, Bitcoin was kind of like Bitcoin was kind of, just thought of as specifically as an asset. Right. But most of these altcoins nowadays have a technological purpose, such as Ethereum. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where, where Bitcoin, you know, I, I personally don't own any Bitcoin. I have it, you know, I have it one time, but I'm more interested in the technological side of some of this stuff. Right. Um, right. Don't get, don't get me wrong. It's cool to, it's cool to make money, but, I think some of the technologies behind these are what really drives me to to look at them and say, "Oh man, this this is going to be the future." Right. It, it really it really is. Like 
the blockchain has the potential to be utilized in a lot of things. So one thing that is a misconception about cryptocurrency is people say that it's not traceable, that people use it to do illegal or nefarious things. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they do it, you use it for illegal or nefarious things is because it's not traceable. That is the most false misconception <laughs> that I've read about crypto because it's anything but that. What because a blockchain is basically an online it's a, yeah. you can literally yeah, you can literally go online and view every single transaction from a cryptocurrency. And if you think about it, that is actually that can help solve a lot of the problems that we have now with crooked politicians. Like if you know, if you know a politician's public wallet and you can see what they're sending and what they're receiving and who they're sending it to and from, to me, that's I, I, I like the idea of that because it's like, well, what is our money actually really going to? Well, then maybe that's why they're so uh, against it. Maybe it's not that they oh, don't understand it. Maybe they do understand it since you put it that me, way. There are, <laughs> there are reasons that they are against it. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of reasons that they're against it. That may be one of the reasons, but even even from like a even from a perspective like that, the blockchain is could be useful. Say, so I work in the warehousing industry, and we have to track. You know, we we have various subsystems that have to track where inventory goes to and from. Mm -hmm. The blockchain would be perfect for something like that because you know we always have have to say well. SKU XYZ was in position one, two, three, four, five in the warehouse. And at 2.30 on 12.8, it was transferred by this user to this location. So there, I mean, there's a ledger that basically says these are each of these transactions. Right. This transaction was authorized by this user. It's always there. It's never going to leave. Um, so there's there's all kinds of uses for stuff like this. And, I've heard of uh, uh, shipping know, companies using blockchain in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that people, people think that, you know, a lot of people think that blockchain is just for cryptocurrency or just for, you know, assets or exchanging funds. It's, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, a lot of people think an NFT is just a gift that somebody makes and sells as art online. That's not actually the case. An NFT can be a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, I was so, in a Twitter space hosted by snoop dog the other night oh yeah he has nft he has music uh he has yep. a whole project that he's been working on he played one or two of the songs and i'm not going to talk about the money he was talking about is already in his sandbox because but yeah it's like you said it's not just gifts and just paintings that. or whatever or uh board apes <laughs> Yep, I've I've seen board apes. It's They're, to me board apes are everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah, to me that it's that portion of it it seems a little ridiculous to me. It's like why am I going to pay $50,000 for a gift? That, I mean, that's that's the thing that gets me the most about it. Well, each one and is unique. Think, you can make your own unique one. Yeah. Just go to OpenSea, right? <laughs> yeah. That, I was there the other day looking at them and I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane." There's other ones but too. There's like, I can't even remember the lazy lions. Yeah. They were named. I've, yeah, I've been sitting on a lot of spaces with these artists, just listening, trying to understand the whole NFT thing. And, uh, I'm like, mm -hmm. um, okay, I kind of get it, but I really don't. I, you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of on the edge. Then I guess, um, 
uh, OpenSea is probably about to uh, announce their IPO, and then they were all worried about what that's going to do. And yeah, it's really the way I see it is an NFT is really a way for somebody that that owns something unique or creates something unique that's digital mm -hmm. allows them to allows them to actually own it and not be account something that's counterfeit like here here's an example this is the best example of the way that i see this working in the future okay so five years ago six years ago when playstation 4 and xbox one came out remember remember the big thing about the xbox having the drm that said you know you have to have a disc to play this game yeah. or, or i can't there was a big a big thing about it and it was because what they were trying to do was is they were trying to throw a company like GameStop out of business where GameStop would b allow their consumers to purchase used games mm -hmm. for a price without actually having to buy the brand new version of that game. So and this, this is one of the best cases that I've seen so far of how this may potentially work in the future. GameStop has come to a come to a place where they, they have to pivot their business model. So they know nobody buys physical games anymore. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a physical game. Me either. <laughs> uh, well, I can't say there, there was one my son wanted, but he had to have the digital, the, uh, the physical disc for some reason. I can't remember now, but I think that was about a year or two ago. It, it's, I mean, it's, I've, I've still bought physical games, but not, not at the frequency that I used to. Now it's just like, man, I'm just going to download this and then I can have it on all my devices and I don't even have to worry about it. I just play it on Stadia. <laughs> I don't have to download yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 a good, that's a good way to go about it. But so what GameStop's doing is, is they're opening an NFT marketplace. And it's not, it's not a, NFTs that most of us are familiar with, like gifts and such. What they're looking to do is, is they're looking to allow people who purchase digital versions of games, like if you purchase a game on your Switch or on your Xbox that you want to trade in, you basically transfer the ownership over to them on that marketplace and say, okay, this is my serial code for my digital copy of this game. GameStop, GameStop takes possession of it, and then they'll sell it to somebody else on their, on their NFT marketplace. It's funny so you brought this up because this is exactly what these artists were talking about the other night. They brought up GameStop in the same way you're saying it, and they were calling it a pawn shop. It's basically pawn shopping. It's a digital pawn shop. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And, you know, there's other ways to look at it too. Like somebody brought up somebody, I was listening to somebody on a podcast, I think it was an Xbox podcast or something. And they actually brought up a good point. One of the guys was like, well, you know, you've got all these games now where people create their own met metaverse, essentially, or their own worlds. Right. So let's say let's say you've got somebody. And this is a this is a scenario that could happen today. But let's say you've got some kid or, you know, some young adult that pours hundreds of hundreds of hours into Minecraft and creates basically a basically a version of the earth or something something that just took them a ridiculous amount of time that's basically considered a masterpiece oh yeah we've seen them yeah and it's easy for someone to be able to completely just rip it off you know yeah and say well so what 
essentially the what we're looking at here in the future is is we're looking at somebody that's able to create a digital a, a world in a game and being able to show it doesn't have to be something they sell but they can at least show proof of ownership of it and be like yep i created this you know this this was my original creation without somebody ripping it off and taking you know exactly taking uh, credit for it well you so, did you see what the nfl did you heard of uh, NFL all day? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. I can't believe you didn't hear about this. So the NFL has created their own NFT market. NFL all day. I know you're going to laugh at this, but hear me out. <laughs> you can go to it now. I think you can start registering now. And what it is, is you can buy uh, NFTs of clips, like player clips. Now here's the, here's the crazy part. Here's a crazy side story I want to tell you. So, um, last weekend, me and my wife were out, uh, we, we checked out a Italian restaurant downtown. I forget the name of it now. Really, really good. And we're just, Dolores. Yeah, it was, what, what was the name you said? Uh, Pep, Pep and Dolores. Yeah, exactly. We went downstairs uh, in the basement. Yeah, I want to go there. So oh, it's good. It's really good. So yeah. we went down yeah. in the basement because you had to have reservations, but you couldn't get a reservation online, whatever, blah, blah. So we, they were like, you can just go downstairs to the bar. So we're sitting at the end of the bar. We get our food. We're having a couple of drinks. A guy, his wife, and an older gentleman, you could tell it was her father. They come and they sit right next to us. You know, the real cozy bar. And we're all just sitting there. And then we just slowly start chit-chatting. And this guy, the, the husband... He and I start talking about NFTs and stuff. And I bring up this NFL all day thing to him. And he goes, man, I tell you, I had this idea five years ago. I was telling guys that they need to start. We need to start figuring out ways that players can own their own clips. Mm -hmm. Well, long story short, and I'm not going to name names. This guy sitting next to us was a Bengals player. And we didn't even realize it at first. And we sat there, (laughs) dude, we talked to him and her for like a good hour before it finally came to light who he was so anyway he was just like and she goes yeah he did mention that and now the nfl has it so it's like the players that talked about it amongst themselves but guess who built it oh the nfl oh wow that's messed up man there's some shady stuff that the nfl does right well they're big i mean yeah yeah uh, I mean, I mean, that's like any other idea. Like I could sit here all day and say, oh, I have the greatest idea. But if I don't have the ability to pull it off next week, somebody else could do it. And I could tell everybody, man, I had that idea last week. It kind of doesn't matter anymore now. But yeah, but yeah, the the NFL has uh, it's called NFL all day. There's there's a lot more. uh, You know, it's it's funny because I remember at the beginning, we talked about this on the show, man. We joked about it even like this makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but actually, the more it, it, at first, it didn't make any sense to me. It's like this is the most ridiculous thing I think that I've ever heard of. Me too. But the yeah. more that I've the, the more I've read up on it and the more it's like, you know what? This actually I think this is actually will work. I think this is actually we need because on the Internet, it's people are just rampantly stealing stealing stuff from people or ripping stuff off and it it is i mean it is kind of a problem i guess it's a problem that we don't necessarily talk about each day but it's very easy yeah on the internet to steal somebody else's 
something in a picture or anything that they might own and claim it to be yours. I mean, it, do you know, you probably didn't know this. Um, when, when he was still alive, Prince absolutely did not allow any of his music on YouTube or what's the other one? Vimeo, any online platform. Mm -hmm. That's why you never saw any of his videos or music on the internet. Mm -hmm. So in a way it's kind of like, feel kind of bad now because now that he's dead it's everywhere <laughs> but yeah but that was his point he was like it's too easy for people to rip stuff off on the internet and you know yeah, people fans gave him a lot of flack for it but you look at it now it's like well i mean he, he had a point so and it's it's even it's even this this even goes into what we were talking about earlier it's easy to rip somebody off in general you know yeah. like and, and this is this is really something where I think cryptocurrency could really help people out because and not just crypto, but you, stuff that's b baked into crypto, like smart contracts. Mm -hmm. I mean, a smart contract is basically a digital signing, a digital contract. You're transferring ownership of one thing to another, you know, it, whereas like we were talking about earlier, if you get online and you start looking at Xboxes or Playstations on a fake website, they're going to ask for Venmo and basically tell you to send the money to that Venmo and you're never going to see that money again. Whereas, you know, if, if there was like an actual verified way to process that transaction, right, that would never even happen. Something beyond um, clicking a checkbox that says I'm not a robot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like you like you said, the banks. The government and the banks are terrified about stuff like this and the banks the banks should be because the banks have been ripping people off for years we, we've talked about it they they have done they have been ripping people off from year for years you know with loans and yeah letting banks hold your money and stuff like that and now we're starting to get to an age where there's there's freedom to digitally own your money in the palm of your hand on a device mm -hmm. where you don't have to worry about a bank holding your money for a fee or charging you some ridiculous fee because you went over your your spending limit or something or crazy worse like yet that. taking your money with other people's money and investing in loans that you have no clue what they're doing and then exactly. the bank goes under and then you're out <laughs> yep oh you got exactly. fdic insurance okay but that's not the point here you shouldn't have been spending my money <laughs> No, I'll tell you what, what's kind of helping me wrap my head around NFTs and, you know, crypto and stuff like that is actually hearing people who know what they're doing, doing it, you know, because yeah. one of the reasons yeah. why I sit in those spaces that I was talking about with these artists is because they seem to know what they're doing. And regardless of what they're creating, you know, we could say, man, they're making the same thing over and over again. For me, that's not the point. I'm trying to understand what exactly it is that's happening. And so for me, that that helps me understand a lot better is to, yeah. to listen to people who know what they're talking about. Because again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I'm not an expert at this. <laughs> well, I think, I think that I can vouch, I can vouch too that when we joked about it back at the beginning of the year, <laughs> it was funny because it's like, we don't, I didn't understand. And I, all I thought was, People are making gifts and they're selling for thousands of dollars online. How ridiculous is this? Yeah, exactly. But when you start, when you start in, you know, when I've, I've talked to people about stuff like this and I've gotten some very bad responses from people about it where they're like, this is a stupid idea, blah, blah, blah. NFTs are stupid and whatever. And generally I think that the people who have said that and have thought of it more as a joke, haven't actually sat down and I'm guilty of it too, because like I said, we, 
we were joking about at the beginning <laughs> of the year. Yeah. But they haven't actually sat down and thought of the use cases that it presents because I really do think that the idea presents will in the future be will present a lot of use cases, especially I mean, especially like I said, the more people start ripping people off on the internet, this stuff is gonna need to be I think that it's going to need to be a pivotal part of of how we do things moving forward. I think it's definitely the future. And I, one thing is younger generations are embracing it hard too. So mm, it's like, exactly, it's not going anywhere. And I think one of the reasons why we laughed at it too at the time was because that's all we had was other people making jokes like, what was his name? John Cleese, the actor where he drew that silly picture on that iPad. Remember that was the clip we uh, played. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this is stupid. Blah, blah. But it was like, that's the only information we had was everybody talking about how stupid it is. But then now that we actually yeah. hear people using it for what it could be used for, it's like, huh, well, no, not as stupid as we thought it was. So it's, 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 a, it's actually a really good idea. But, you know, crypto as a whole, there's a lot of things that need to be figured out. A lot of things that I think need to be solved. And really, I think that I think that we're probably looking at five to 10 years before mass adoption. Um, you know, I've, I've dabbled in it a little bit. I haven't personally bought anything with it, but I've transferred crypto from one wallet to another. Yeah. Um, and there are, there are challenges between that. Um, it's not easy. Yeah. Part of the problem, part of the problem is it's not like, so right now, and, and they're working on fixing stuff like this, but right now, if you want to transfer money from one wallet to another, you have to own, you have to know what the actual address is. And the yeah. address is this big like MD5 type string. Yeah. Um, instead of like a username or something like that. Um, but I think that that's there. There's companies that are working on apps to put on these um, like e the Ethereum network or the Cardano network or any, or the Solana network that will allow you to have like a username instead of that big, you know, wallet string, secure wallet string that's there. They got it. And I, I don't know how this is going to work, but I, I also think it would help if they, if we somehow start putting a cap on, it's just like, like I said, 10,000 currencies, there's gotta be a way to rein that oh, in. Yeah. Every, everybody can't just be like, Hey, here's a new crypto. And, and I don't think all of them are ripoffs because like, if dude, if I look on my Coinbase app, there are so many cryptos on there. I'm like, what, what are all these and where did they just suddenly come from? Yeah, that, that's got to um, stop, too. Yeah, I think it does. You know, Coinbase is a really good exchange, though, too. Like Coinbase actually will give you an X. If you go to the click on the currency, yeah. and scroll through it, it'll give you an explanation what it is and what. It does. Yeah, but the, I'm just um, saying the problem is I think that yeah. that hurts the legitimacy of crypto overall. When people look at it for the first time, they're like, how could there possibly be this many? You know, yeah. and it just makes it seem kind of like a joke. I, I think that. I think that the exchanges need to be more. So Coinbase, Coinbase is a good exchange because Coinbase just does not allow anything on their exchange. Right. It has to be it has to be a widely adopted crypto for them to even allow it on there. But you've got other exchanges like um, Crypto.com where it seems like man they just throw just about anything on there. Um, where there there's there's got to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tokens on crypto.com i've sat and scrolled through them just looking at different cryptocurrencies and it's like man how could 
how can one person even keep up with all this? You things? can't make sense of it. And then, and again, like I said, yeah. that, that's what make people makes people laugh at. It's like this is a joke because yeah. people are just making up stuff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that really does hurt it. Like voluntary input is brought to you by anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100 percent free and ridiculously easy to use and anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast so if you've always wanted to start a podcast make money doing it go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using anchor that's anchor.fm slash start before the show we were talking about the mega death tokens <laughs> i mean come on man I, that's you know I, i've even seen yeah it's like why i've even seen schools like basically students at schools would make their own tokens and i even watched one of them on crypto.com i think it was some university in spain made a token and then like one day it went from like 50 cents to like like 15 dollars for no reason whatsoever <laughs> And that's, that's, you're right. I mean, those are things right there. You know, when I, one of the things that I look at when I go to purchase one is I, I want to make sure I look at it and I try to look at it from a technological aspect. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's some, there's some tokens out there that actually present very, very good use cases um, and help, you know, so one of them, here's one, for example, it's by a company called Loopring. So, and this actually solves one of Ethereum's biggest problems. So Ethereum's, I think is a great currency, but it's got a lot of problems. The transaction speed's slow. Mm-hmm. It can only, the network can only handle three transactions per second. And it'll actually, since if there's a heavy network load, you have to pay what's called a gas fee. A gas so, fee, yes. So, yeah, so like I've went to transfer some of my ethereum before and i think it was like 60 bucks and i was being charged a gas fee of like 30 dollars and i'm like wait a second <laughs> just the, yeah. so that, that basically just takes all of my my money away but the reason for that is because so many people are trying to use the ethereum network that and it can only handle so many transactions per second that that gas fee is outrageous but there's companies like loopering who have made what's referred to as a roll-up and what they do is it's called it's called a layer two network. So what they do is is you own this cryptocurrency that's on the Ethereum network, and when you transfer it, Loopring actually takes it and rolls it up into basically a wrapped transaction where they can roll up thousands of these at a time and send them over over that Ethereum network wrapped in a roll up where where it would send a thousand transactions at a time instead of one. So that speeds, basically they're helping to speed up the network with how they've got their software layered. So in the meantime, what do people do anyway? Just pay that gas, that gas fee. Cause uh, there's been things yeah. I wanted to do it and I wouldn't because of what you described. I'm like, well, that's half of my money <laughs> just to, yeah. Um, uh, it, it, has anyone ever done thing, something like a heat map? Like, is there times when the traffic dips and then it's not as much? Or is that just... I, I've, I, I think there is. So I've read that through various stories that I think that the one of the most hot times is like 
very early in the morning for us. So basically every people on the other side of the world are doing a lot of transactions on the network. So it's, that's usually when it's the highest, mm. but I mean, I started when I've tried to send Ethereum places, I don't think that there's any, every time I've tried to send it, the, the gas fee is just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, nope, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> So layer two, huh? It's a layer two. Yeah, there's there's several layer twos. Loopring's one of them. Another is uh, Polygon, Matic, which they're actually a big one. They I think they're they've got the the thirteenth. It's like the tenth or thirteenth highest market cap by crypto volume. There's Arbitrum, um, Loopring, Optimism, Starkware. So Loopring is actually rumored to be working on that NFT marketplace for GameStop. Oh, nice. Um, it's it's one that I've been looking at very closely over the past couple months because I, I really I really like um, the layer two stuff is really cool. Plus, if you're into if you're into holding it as your own currency, it's actually deflationary. So what they do is is with each transaction, there's only one point three billion of these in circulation. And what they do is, is whenever you complete a transaction, they burn a portion of that transaction. Mm. It's a very, it's a, I think it's like a, I can't remember what the portion of the transaction is, but for each transaction, they burn it. So over time, that 1.3 billion is going to, is going to go lower, assuming people actually will use this currency, um, you know, to make purchases or, Send people money. Yeah, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to look more into this because you had sent this to me the other day. Where you started talking about, it, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there, there's all kinds of different cryptos out there that do stuff like this. Like, let me think of one real fast. Like, um, I know that Ethereum's got a lot of them on on their network. So they're called ERC twenty tokens. So Ethereum is a to Ethereum's its own token, but it's got its own network. But what Ethereum's done is, is Ethereum's opened up the door for all these other companies or whoever to go on and create their own cryptocurrency on their network. And um, what a lot of people do is, is a lot of people Ethereum works with these companies, and it actually they actually create use cases for their cryptos to help out the Ethereum network. Like I think one of them is there's, I can't remember the name of the crypto, but basically what it allows Ethereum to do is process transfers more securely. Um, okay. hmm. Yeah. It, it, like a lot of them have a lot of good use cases and Coinbase, Coinbase actually, there's videos on Coinbase that explain some of it too. So like if you get on there and look at them, I think maybe, um, the graph was one of them and i think the graph was actually it was either allowed for more secure transactions or it allowed the amount of computations to take place on the network to be higher and they even explain how it's even done <laughs> um on the network it's, it's really it's really interesting to read up on some of it the one that really caught my eye was the that has caught my eyes the loop ring um you know i i that's been my major my major gripe with Ethereum is that it's slow, and whenever you go to transfer funds from one place to another, they want half. half. <laughs> yeah, I they want, want half. half. 
and looking at loop ring, it's like, man, this really solves, this really solves the biggest problem of Ethereum is this, this cryptocurrency here. And I'm hoping, you know, it takes off and I'm hoping they work with GameStop or whatever. Um, but that's kind of the one that I've been focusing on over the past few months and looking at. Man, it sounds like GameStop may be about to be in the, the best position they've ever been in. If this Man, works out. You know how crazy that is to think about, though, because yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half ago, I was, everybody was throwing them out for dead. Even I did. Oh, Even I, I did, like, too. There's I'm like, no there's, way. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. And on top of the crazy, you know, the there was that the day where their stock just went nuts. And I even thought that was stupid at the time. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is this is just doesn't make no sense at all. And then it was basically hired, market uh, manipulation at the end of the it, day. It That's all that was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then they hired, uh, they hired the guy that built Chewy and there was hype that was being built off of that because he kind of turned a pet store into an online marketplace right. for pets. So he's, he's the one calling the shots there now, but it, you know, I, I think that, man, if they, if they can make this work, they'll I mean, be like, yeah, they'll be like, who's laughing now. <laughs> exactly. And, and I don't, I don't think, See, I don't think that people understand what they're actually trying to do yet. Right. With this. If you understand it, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be, this could actually be digital gold. Because think about it. Oh, you got all these people that probably buy all these digital games and just let them sit in their libraries and never play them again. Right. Think what's, you know, think what's going to happen when it's, it's going to be just like it was when people started figuring out that you could go trade in video games to go buy new ones again. Dude, that used to be my stuff. On the, that was mine too. <laughs> on the uh, original PlayStation and, and the PlayStation 2, I would play a game, complete it, and, original, and then immediately go sell and trade. <laughs> That's all I yeah. would do for games all the time. I wish I wouldn't have, man. Like Sometimes now I, I do too. Yeah, it, like, oh, yeah, I, I wish I had that game. I think about all, <laughs> all the games that I had, and I've yeah. kind of got, I started rebuilding my collection of like physical games from the nineties that in the yeah. early two thousands that I traded in. But now I think about it, it's like, man, I really wish I would have held on to all those games. Dude, I sold all my super NES stuff. Feel like Makes an idiot. Sick, don't it? Oh, <laughs> made me completely sick now. Yeah. Well, I feel like it, to, so to make sense of crypto for now is do your homework, do your homework and do your homework because yeah, there's so much stuff out there, but like you said, so much of it is just illegitimate. It makes the market look bad. It makes crypto as a whole look bad. Um, so I would tell people if you're, cause I, I, I have people that stop me or ask me all the time, Hey, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? I'm like, no, I haven't. I try to tell people, I think at this point it's kind of a good idea if you kind of stick to the more well-respected ones and don't keep trying to jump on this, get rich quick uh, gravy train. Cause that's all it is. Cause people saw things that were happening in the news. Oh, this 16 year old boy, he bought Doge and now he's a millionaire. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. He got lucky. He, for one, he got lucky. <laughs> First of all. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Yeah. But I think that's what people see. Oh, I got to buy crypto because people are becoming millionaires. No, no, no. 
it's not happening. You have to be, yeah, you have to be, you know, I think that if you go into it with that mindset, you're going to lose all your money. You're going to lose all your money. Yeah. You want to, you don't, you want to make sure that you, that for one, I think a lot of people see what's going on Mm -hmm. with, so with that whole doge thing, what happened was, is it blew up and then people are like, oh man, I got to jump on this. But it had already went to its, it had already got to its high. So people bought in at its highest and now cut in half. <laughs> yeah. So like you, you, you what you don't want to do, what I would never do is if you see, you know, I wouldn't jump on a hype train never. that just popped up out of nowhere because you're going to end up getting burnt. Yep. You know, I, I agree. I think the success that I've had with it is been with me getting on forums looking at websites and actually looking at technological uses for a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, okay, you know, this, this crypto has got a market cap of less than 1 billion and it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been widely adopted adopted yet, but they've got a lot of good use cases on the horizon. And those use use cases one day, they will present themselves. If it, if it has a great technological use case, not a lot of people might not know about it now, but once crypto starts becoming more and more adopted by people, those use cases are going to be the thing that shows up. Not, oh, I'm going to go make a billion yeah, dollars I think on maybe, this coin that looks like a dog. You make a good point. Maybe that's the best advice to give people. Stop looking at the dollar value. Find out exactly. what the use is. What's, the, what's behind it? What's the use case? Because there is, you know, I, there I, is your investment. Exactly. You know, and that's that's the thing is people jump into this and they're like, I want to get rich tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to lose all your money. You know, you have to be patient, especially if you want to make money off this stuff. You have to show some patience. Yeah. And that's another thing is like we talked about, the market just went through a huge dip. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to look at your portfolio when you probably you might have lost thousands and thousands of dollars in one day. But you have to you can't look at it from a day to day basis like me. I'm specifically looking far into the future. I have no intentions of selling anything that I own within the next day, few days. I'm looking five to 10 years in the future before I even so, think. So about no it. Lamborghini anytime soon. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that I'd ever buy it, man. I'm, I'm as tight with my money as can be. I don't think that I'd ever buy a Lamborghini. I, I'll tell you two things that I'd probably do. <laughs> if, if I got a hold of one of these coins and it made me a couple million dollars, I would probably pay off my house payment and maybe buy a new car. I'd probably buy my girlfriend a new car too. And then I would just keep the rest. Roll it, the, roll it over. Let it, let it roll. Let it go. You let go, it roll. Dude, in, f- in five or 10 years, if you take on the philosophy that I have, mm-hmm. crypto really does do what we think it's going to do. That number could be astronomical because we're still, we're still in the early stages, man. Right. Only, I don't, I think I read something that said 1% of the population in the world right now owns cryptocurrency. And, you know, you've got, countries in this world who have ran the value of their currency to the ground to where it's not even usable yeah. in their country. In Venezuela, it costs $30 for a gallon of milk. Mm. So, you know, you've got people who are sending other currencies to their country to help pay for that. And they're used on the streets. Cryptocurrency could be used like that. Right. 
you know, I think it could really help. It could really help people that really, really need it. Um, the use case. So yeah, it, it, that's that's a that's a legitimate use case. You got bad governments in the world that have done terrible things to their people and driven the value of their currencies to the ground. And you know, somebody could actually, you know, if you've got a cryptocurrency that can be traded from one person to another for a good and still hold its value. I think that that's a legitimate use case to actually help some of the people in this world out who don't have a lot of money. And I think a lot of those bad governments, that's why they may be re uh, resisting crypto too, because you know, a lot of those, let's be honest, a lot of those people tend to be older <laughs> and they still are living life by the uh, old philosophy of the old way, the way we have always done things and blah, blah, blah. The status blah. quo. They're status happy, quo. They're happy yeah. With status quo. And that's, that's the, the way that I see a lot of the politicians that are against it. And a lot of these bankers is because there's a reason that they're hap happy with the way things are and they don't want things to change monetarily. It's that old wealth. They've got the money. Yep. They've got the money in their pockets. Yep. And anytime I hear a politician say otherwise, I I don't necessarily believe it. <laughs> red flags go up everywhere. Yeah. Red, yeah, all over, all over the place because they've got donors and secret stuff everywhere. Yeah. So, I don't know. And loop ring. I'm gonna have however you want. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look more into loop ring. I I think loop ring is a, uh, you know, the the more I started looking at loop ring, I'm like, man, you know this. This company has got it right. And I've even seen that, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying bad things about the metaverse. And to be honest, I'm not really sure how I feel about it yet either. Um, That's another show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I know how I feel about it. And it's not what everyone is saying. I'll just put it that way. And I even, yeah. you know, I've even come to the point where, you know, we can dog Facebook and we can dog Mark Zuckerberg all we want. However... I saw an interview with him recently where he was way more relaxed. Um, it wasn't a hearing or anything. And mm -hmm. dude, make a, he made a lot of sense. I'll just put it that way. Um, and, you know, this knee-jerk reaction of just hating things before you even find out what it is, that's, that's part of the problem, too. So people are like, meta, metaverse, web three, what? But, and then on the yeah. flip side, I get into circles with people who are actually working on this stuff, who are actually engaging and understanding it. And it's like, you make perfectly good sense. So instead of just exactly. immediately hating on it, find out about it. Because a lot of these people exactly. that I hear just throwing shade, they have no idea what it is and what that even means. Man, you know, it, it's okay to be wrong about stuff. Yeah, You know, like. I, the thing that the thing that gets me is is people will automatically shade some of this stuff mm -hmm. without without even understanding it, and then when you know and then not try to understand it. They've already got they've already got the the idea in their head made up. Yeah, they've already accepted what it is that they think they should believe instead of actually listening to you know it, it could be just a simple conversation about this or whatever. But no, it's it's very hard for people to listen to each other anymore to try to understand some of this stuff better before throwing so much shade at it. You know, it's, and like we said, <laughs> we made fun of NFTs, but then we went, oh wait, I was wrong. <laughs> I maybe I was wrong. <laughs> now let me find out what's really going on.
whenever whenever I find out that I'm wrong about something, I'll be the first one to tell you that I was wrong. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was dumb. <laughs> Even about the Bitcoin I thing. I was stupid at the beginning because and that oh that was another thing I was gonna say. People talk about being crypto millionaires. They keep seeing all these millionaires and I remind them, you know, a lot of those people that you see with all that Bitcoin money. They started long ago. You don't know this. They didn't just all of a sudden show up and buy like you think you're about to buy. It's not yeah. how that worked. Nope. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hopefully we didn't confuse people more. <laughs> but like I said, you have your head wrapped around this way more than I do. And I appreciate your insight because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'm. I, you know, my eyes just roll back in my head. I'm like, where's Adam? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I have it wrapped around it as much as other people do. Like I get on forums and I start reading stuff and I'm just like, man, what are they even talking about? Here? But you know like, what's funny? Even those people will be like, but I don't really know. I'm like, no, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a complicated subject. And, you know, like you said, if anybody gets into it and starts investing their money, it's best to try. You should all, and this is the number one rule of investing. You should always know and understand what you're investing your money in before you purchase it. First of all, <laughs> that's the number one. You never <laughs> like, you, you don't want to go in and then they, and then become a bag holder. <laughs> yeah. And stay away from people who are always talking about how much money you're going to make. Yep. Tomorrow, you know, Oh, yeah. by this time tomorrow, you're going to be, no, no. I see. I see. I, I don't just see that with investments, but I see that with other things like on the internet too. All the time. Like, yeah. Just like, dude, come on, man. All you got to do with this is this. And by this time next week, you're going to be, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. That's not going to happen. Dude. Block. It, it, it happens in podcast. Oh, if I, I could just show you some of the emails I get. These people. All you have to do is this, and you could be making this much money off your podcast by next week. No, I'm not. That's not going to happen. I'm not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I get them on Discord, man. I'll get messages on Discord that says, "Hey," because uh, I'm on I'm on some crypto discords, and they, mm -hmm. this is rampant on those, man. It is absolutely rampant. Like, I'll get a message. It'll say, "Hey, should I buy this crypto?" Or it's some weird message that comes through that says, "Hey." I'm I'm investing in this, but should I invest in should I invest more money in such and such crypto? And I I've never responded to those, but I've seen what happens is that basically these people will respond back and say, Well, hey, um, here's my wallet address. Send me this crypto and I'll send you back X amount of this other crypto. So basically they scam people into sending them crypto and then they never send them back. Oh. Yeah, people, people fall for it too. Yeah. Oh no, no, come on. That, that simple. Yeah. They're too trusting. That's the problem. Yeah. All right, man. But it's oh, go ahead. mostly people, mostly people making to look their quick millions like you were talking yeah, about. exactly and look what happens they don't do their research <laughs> a fool and his money are soon parted mm -hmm. well we i think we've gone a good hour um yeah. what do you i don't know do we want to talk about the the bingles anymore or 
<laughs> we can talk about it, yeah. Um, Since we usually would close out with some sports. Uh, um, it's a tale of two teams. <sighs> a team that plays very, very well against very good teams and a team that plays very, very bad against mediocre teams. I don't... That's the Bengals. It's almost like they're, they're, like they're going into those games going, well, we can beat them. We don't have to try. Oh. No, you, you always have to try. Mm-hmm. My son, he would do that too. They'll go up against a team. Oh, we beat them before. Like it'll be a team that they played earlier in the year. Yeah. And they beat them real bad. Ah, oh, man, we, we got them. And I would always tell them, don't say that because you beat them that bad before. Guess what? They're coming for you this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And of course they'd beat him again. But anyway, that wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd say, well, I'll see. But that's what it feels like they do sometimes. I'm like, I don't understand how they could. Yeah, like you said, they go up against these teams that should slaughter them and they just play. What? And you're like, yeah, this is the big one. looks great. The next week they play the Jets. You're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. At least we got the Bearcats. There's there is the Bearcats. I'm I'm a Buckeyes fan. I've always been a Buckeyes fan, but this year yeah. I watched the UC game last Saturday yeah. and I was like, you know what, man, I'm 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 gonna watch the college football playoff and watch Cincinnati this year instead of Ohio State every single year. And I get that they're playing Alabama, but it would be a very, very great story. Yes, it would to see them. It would be an amazing. It'd probably be the greatest college football story of all time to have them go in there and whoop Alabama, and then come on. It would be even better to see them beat Michigan. I would. Oh God. Especially considering how much they've been cheated over the years, but. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, it would be. Uh, I heard tonight that those tickets are you could you could spend upwards of two grand to go see that game now. Jeez. I saw, yeah, I saw what the flights were like really expensive. A college football and, uh, game, two grand. <laughs> Let that sink in. Yeah. I went to, uh, me and my buddy went to an Ohio State Michigan game a couple of years ago. We spent $500 for each ticket. Okay. Mm-hmm. We sat in our seats for not even the first quarter. And we were like, dude, let's leave, man. <laughs> <laughs> because dude what? you had you so l- listen listen there was so many people in that stadium yeah like it wasn't even fun to watch the game like there was i couldn't even see the game because there's people standing up in front of you the whole time and if even if you wanted to use the restroom you had to wait like 45 minutes to get through the restroom and i don't know if you've ever been in ohio stadium it is very, very, very small. Yeah. It's not like going to a Bengals game where you've got the big aisles of people to walk. Right. The aisles are like probably a fourth of how big they are in Paul Brown Stadium. It was an awful experience because – and I've been to tons of Ohio State games, but that was by far the, the worst experience, I think. It was cool going in and seeing everything, but, man, you – I wanted to be able to at least move around and see part of the game. We had more fun going across the road from the stadium, watching a tailgate with the big screen TV outside and just drinking beer in the parking lot. We had more fun doing that than actually watching the game in the stadium. So is that what you eventually did? Just walked out and went back yeah. to tailgating? We we went out of the stadium, found a, found a place over on a parking lot over on Lane that had the way we were selling beer. 
selling food. They had a huge TV that was out in the parking lot. We sat there, made friends, and watched the game. <laughs> it was it was actually it was actually a really good time. <laughs> Never really thought about that because yeah, when you see that on TV, it, it's waves of people, and then they're all jumping Ooh. up and down, and yeah, wow, five hundred big ones. But at least you had a good time anyway. Just we we had a we had a great time, so it wasn't all for nothing. All right, man. Well, good deal. Halo Infinite campaign releases tomorrow. Halo Infinite campaign. Hey, well, awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Where you you gonna be playing that? Do you have uh, you've been doing the X Cloud or whatever they? Mm, I have the you know it's the performance isn't that great though. That's, that's what, the one thing that gets me. That's what they keep saying. Everybody keeps saying. Yeah, I tried it and it's cool. But then I'll run into spotty performance and it ruins the game. So, you know, I'm, I'll be like, well, I guess I'm not playing this right now, which I've heard. I've heard Stadia's performance is a lot better. Yeah. But but the thing is, the difference is that's what Stadia was built to do. Yeah. Yep. The thing is, I believe and most everyone I talk to believes that it's actually going to be Microsoft's going to drive the cloud they're going to fix it. Yeah. Once they get yeah. the, get it all together, it's going to be them. I mean, it's the, it's the name recognition. It's all that they're going to be the ones to, to be the spearhead of it. Then again, maybe not, but I believe they will be. Now, if yeah. you want, yeah. you can tune in every Saturday at 1 PM. I'm on a show now called cloud burst, uh, with, uh, rock Ray Clyde Lloyd, and well, Duncan's gone now. It's Jack, and this is what we talk about. We just talk about each week. There is a question about cloud gaming. We're we're on question three coming this Saturday. I don't know what it is right off the top of my head. What happens is Rocky makes this list of questions, and then we just we do like a roundtable answering. Uh, and we talked mm-hmm. about uh, in week one basically what's going to drive the cloud, who's going to be the, and it is you know everybody's general opinion is it's going to be. Microsoft as soon as they get it all together. But you know me, I love me some stadia and they keep dropping these programs. Man, I, I have so many games now. I can't even, I'm like, once I really start getting into a game, they're like, Hey, it's time for another drop. And they'll drop like three or four games. I'm like, dude, you're killing me. And of course I take yeah. them. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> why wouldn't I? <laughs> And I play it everywhere. Like now I play in my living room and it's cool. All I got to do is pick up my controller. That's all I do. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty sweet. No box, no nothing. But, um, but yeah, tune in Saturday at 1 PM Eastern. I forget the other times because I don't, because the show is actually coming out of the UK mm-hmm. and, uh, but then it's 1 PM Eastern and something mountain, something central, <laughs> something, something, something time. <laughs> but yeah. We do it every Saturday, uh, five. I think the last one will be, I didn't, you didn't what? I didn't realize you were on that one. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. And it's fun because you know me, I'm like a casual gamer. These guys are like, I consider them hardcore gamers. And I, when mm-hmm. they first asked me, I'm like me with you guys. And they're like, you'll do fine. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Good people. It's cool. Ooh. All right. And then Saturday for next week after not not that show, but coming up next week, 
I'm excited. I have a very, very special guest coming on, and I, I can't even talk about it, but I did want to tease it like that. Somebody that I <laughs> wanted to get on this show and finally got a yes. Super excited. So stay tuned for that. Man, that, that sounds really, <laughs> sounds really important. Oh, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. If you don't got anything else, we'll go ahead and say good night. All right, buddy. All right. We'll see you. Remember, check us out. Just go to the website, go to volunteerinput.com. That's where you can find all the ways to connect to us. Not going to go into the big spiel because everything is right there. As soon as you get to the website, everything you need to know is right there. How to connect, how to register as a guest. If you want to be a guest on the show, where the show is, all the different podcast platforms right there on the front page. So go there and check it out. All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.